from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor, along with Gary Miller. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, front and center. At least we're not talking about another catastrophic injury for Joe Burrow. He was so excited to finally be through his first full training camp, and now he could be out a while. Yeah, you know, yesterday he talked about knock on wood, he's going to go through a full training camp. He didn't knock on wood, he just said it. So maybe you need to officially knock on wood. Maybe that's the one thing we've learned through this. You know, obviously as we're doing this, we don't have all the information. I don't think they do either. We talked to Zach Taylor right off the field. It's a tough time to catch him because I don't think he knows. Um, I know there was a report that he said calf strain. I was there. He didn't say calf strain. He just said it's a calf. It probably is a calf strain, but we'll find out more in the next few days. Hopefully it isn't catastrophic. Hopefully it's nothing more than that. How much do you, the other thing that could be helpful or beneficial, as awful as it is to deal with, is the heat could have been a factor because that was very near the end of practice. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think some people think it was a cramp, and I, I think it was more than that. I think they would have tried to work that out. But, it, I mean, it was hot, and guys did go down today. You had a couple other guys that suffered some, some injuries. Terrell Basham got carted off at one point with what looked like maybe a hamstring situation. And so, um, you know, I, the heat is there for conditioning purposes, but it can also at times be detrimental. It, it, it was really, really hot today for sure. Let's get Skinny's opinion. Uh, Zach talked about it in his news conference about why do you guys practice in the afternoon? A lot of guys do it in the morning. He said, well, we do the walkthroughs in the morning. That helps us with our schemes and to get prepared. But we've got these 1 o'clock games coming up in September, which is almost as hot as this. What's your opinion of the idea? Yeah, I think if it went through an extended period of time with this kind of weather and you were probably in pads, you may change the time of the practice scenario. I do think the fact that it is a lighter practice, you only have a couple of 11-on-11 sessions. They're not going full speed. A couple of 7-on-7s. They do a lot of hydration breaks. I think they're really smart with those kind of things. These are not the 1970s practices that you and I grew up going to where it's full pads and contact for two and a half hours in the seat. I think if that was Twice a day, maybe. Twice a day, exactly. I think that would probably be different. And again, if this was going to be an eight or ten day stretch of this, maybe Zach would back off on the end and think about either going indoors or going earlier. But I think if this is the way it's going to be for two or three days at most, and then you get a break, um, and they don't go more than two days in a row after this week is over. It's two days off, then two days off. Um, I, I think you can get through it, and I get his point of why he wants to do it this way. Yeah, it's supposed to be even hotter tomorrow, yep. and then back together Saturday isn't going to be any picnic either. It could even include storms, which might be welcome when you're standing out there <laughs> with no shade. We saw contract news come up, and we thought, is this it? Yep. <laughs> Instead, we got different Joe Burrow news we didn't want, but we got Trey Henderson. Yeah, he got extended for a year through 2025. I think that's probably more to stretch out his his original uh, signing bonus number to give that a little more wiggle room in some of these years with the Burrow potential extension, with the T. Higgins potential extension, maybe with the Logan Wilson extension. I'll be hard-pressed to believe that, that Trey is here in 2025 because you can – cut him at that point it's usually just base salary a very little prorated bonus it's a lot of in the weeds complicated stuff with salary cap I think this was done more to spread out that initial signing bonus for another year to free up some salary cap space in 2020 uh, 2024 and maybe 2025 uh, for, for him but again good for him I, I think at the very least I was of the belief that this could be his last year this year because he comes with a big cap number next year right. but I think now this probably barring some awful season but if he has a normal Trey Hendrickson season He'll be here through 2024, and then you make the decision where you're at financially in 2025. When we talked to Duke Tobin on Monday, he said it not necessarily Joe has to sign before right. Joe Burrow before we can get Logan Wilson, T. Higgins, or even Jamar Chase's ensuing one for next year done, but 
What do you think is next now that we got one that we weren't expecting in Hendricks? That's a great question because, you know, don't forget Joe Burrow is under contract through next season because of the fifth-year option. So you don't have to really start counting his new uh, signing bonus money or, or any money towards this next extension until 2025. This does make me think, to your point, that maybe they do have something in the works for a T. Higgins or for a Logan Wilson that you were trying to free up some salary cap space for next year. Now, listen, every nickel moving forward is going to help with the Joe Burrow situation, but if you now look and say, okay, we freed up money in 2024, we've already got Joe accounted for in 2024 because they picked up the fifth-year option, that money's already taken. Now you freed up some money maybe to get one of those other contracts done, and so maybe this isn't going to be done in the cluster we thought it was going to be done, or maybe even they thought it was going to be done of, all right, let's free up the money that we think we can get to get this contract done. And so, and I think for some of these guys it's important. If you're T. Higgins, you saw what happened today to Joe Burrow. Now Joe's under contract as I mentioned, next year, so he's fine in that regard, even if it was catastrophic, and hopefully it's not and it doesn't look like it. But for T. Higgins, you see something like this, you're in the final year of your contract, and that has to play with your mind. And so I would think after today, he and his agent are pushing to, let's get a deal done, man. I don't want my guy in a freak situation like happened today to happen to my guy. I want my guy protected. We talked about this yesterday in the podcast. You know, Joe would never say it. The Browns won't say it either, but... He thinks he's the best quarterback in the NFL. A lot of people do, too, so he should be the highest paid and with the biggest contract. Now with a scare, how much do you think that affects at least the guaranteed money? I don't. I mean, unless this was, again, something that, that you're like, oh, he's never going to recover from this or he's never going to be the same guy. Or this no, but is it makes you think. At least no, it wasn't the left no, knee. Yeah, it's a fair point, but I, I don't think it does does for the Bengal side of things. And honestly, I think for him, I think he always is going to want it to be the highest paid guy. Um, I still think that will be the case. I, I don't think this will affect it unless, again, we find out tomorrow or the next day that this is something just that's going to be long going or something like what happened to Bo Jackson that looks so innocent and cost him his career. I don't think that's the case here. I'm not trying to scare people. But to, right. your, to your point, I, I don't think it does. But I think for guys, like I said, like T, I'm giving a little bit of pause at the moment and going, hey, I run routes. I got guys covering me. I have to cut. Do I want something freaky to happen to me and not be protected by it? And so mm. I get that. And that's where this becomes such a dicey relationship of the extensions, guys wanting them before their contract is done, especially that initial contract, because your second contract's the one where you get paid. I fully understand it. I also fully understand the business side of the Bengals. They're trying to make a lot of things work at once. So this suddenly becomes an even more complicated situation when you saw what happened today. You know, Joe had, when he spoke with us uh, in his media availability on Wednesday, said, He'd like to play a series or two in the preseason. I think that's very much in doubt now? I do. Um, you know, I, I would even think if it's something as small as a calf strain. I don't know what the time frame for that is, but I can't imagine it's anything short-term. So it won't be the Packers game. Correct. And I don't think he was going to play that game. I think they were going to use that week, that, that day of practice with the Packers where they could play ones versus ones and consider that. I think it was always going to be, if he was going to play, it would be preseason game, game two. And then third Second game, just, yeah, the right. third game, just that kind of game where all the guys were not going to probably make the team end up playing that game. So I do think that's cut into that maybe. But maybe you also, if he's backed by that week of preseason game number two and he wants to test it you want to see him test it maybe that's going to be the right time to do it all right we always say it's a successful practice if nobody gets hurt we weren't able to say that on day two already but what stood out to you a couple of things i mean jamar chase still does jamar chase things cam taylor Britt got him on great coverage on an out route where joe had to try to throw it over him jamar thought he tiptoed the sideline he did not great contested catch the next time he made a double move on cam taylor Britt, blew right by him this is not to knock cam taylor Britt. this is right. jamar chase right plus i always have i've, I've had cornerbacks always say this to me because you see that we always talk about it tweet about it, all those things and i've had some that walked in and go 
man, don't forget until we get pads on, we can't put our hands on them either at the line of scrimmage. So you kind of get a free release, and Jamar Chase on a free release is, is really, really dangerous. Yes. But one corner who has stood out is the rookie DJ Turner. This is back-to-back days. He broke up a couple of more passes today. He's really sticky in coverage. He looks like he's, he's where he's supposed to be at all times. That's a real positive because Jadobia Wouzier, is practicing in individual drills. He's not taking part in the 11-on-11. In fact, today, I don't know if you noticed that Gary, you were down there with me, he was standing like 60 yards off the ball in the middle of the field trying to just watch and take some mental reps. But D.J. Turner is taking some of those reps. He and Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones actually had a pass breakup on the first pass, I believe, of the day, and he was playing with the ones in place of a Wougier. But to me, D.J. Turner, I know you and I were talking about it, Uh, he has stood out for two straight days, and that's a great sign. A great sign from a rookie who's playing already like he belongs here and could start for this team. We'll get into this probably more for day three, so maybe a tease to tomorrow's skinny podcast, but we're going to see more Browning and Simeon now for that backup quarterbacks, and I had some opinions. Maybe you can do a teaser because I want to get your full-fledged thoughts, but I thought one of them is a lot better than the other. I think you're right, and I think we're probably going to be on the same page. We'll see how that transpires over the next few days because I think we're going to get a chance to see a lot of those two guys over the next handful of practices. For Gary Miller, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake, the Attorney Maislin.